pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Dennis Regan, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. My favorite week of the season, Colin Likas, it's big school regional basketball. Of course it's your favorite week. You've got central ties. I've been promoting this all year long hoping that the locals would play each other for once in the uh, yeah, all they, of them. They will. <laughs> and they're all in Rantoul starting tonight here in yep. about an hour, right? The Eagles yep. and Maroons get after it. Yep, everybody except Danville is playing in a Class 3A regional this year. Central and Rantoul started off. Muhammad, Centennial, and Urbana are all there as well, um, which means only one team can survive, I guess. Perfect. It should be a great electric atmosphere. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette, here with uh, Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel, Colin Likas, our quarterback, Sad days because this is our last radio show of the year. Yep, this is uh, yeah. this is it because uh, we'll have max four teams remaining in the area after this week because uh, they're all beating each other up. That includes small schools. Got four small school boys basketball teams. Going to be talking with coaches for three of those teams tonight. Uh, actually, two of those teams, I should say. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking with athletes from one of those teams, a pair of Salt Fork boys basketball players. Excellent stuff all year from Colin Likas. Uh, he won't quit writing, though. That's the good news. So yes. uh, follow along with the News Gazette as we go all the way to Peoria and maybe to that announcement coming up in April that Champagne's going to get the – I just say finals yeah, back. That would be awesome if that uh, if that were to happen, and uh, it would be awesome All to right. send out if that does happen to send out Carver Arena with some local talent competing for state championships. There you go. Well, I know you got to get going with these guys, and the crowds were great last week. Oh, yeah. for the small school crowds were, uh, crowds regional were crazy. finals. Yeah, the crowds were crazy. I was in Paxton, had a crazy crowd there. I know Matt Daniels is in St. Joseph for the game between Bismarck and St. Joe Ogden. He said the crowd was absolutely packed. Seemed, seemed like uh, the whole Bismarck community came out. Uh, and looking on Twitter, uh, it seemed like Catlin was pretty excited as well. Folks were pouring onto the floor at Salt Fork High School after Salt Fork upset St. Teresa in the regional final 50-40 uh, to 40 last Friday. Two players who w- played a big role in that upset were Peyton Taylor and Clayton Jarling, and those two guys are going to join us now. Guys, thank you so much for being part of the show this week. And uh, Peyton, I'll lead off with with you. I mean, just uh, take me through what that atmosphere was like, uh, playing on your home court for a regional title, pulling off the upset according to Seed, and uh, uh, what it meant to celebrate with all your, your student fellow students after that win. I mean, we found out that we were hosting the regional this year. We got really excited, and we knew that we had a good chance of winning it and pulling it off. But we got matched up against St. C and they were the one seed, and we knew we had to go out there and walk up the whole game, and we played our hearts out and ended up getting the win. Yeah, what uh, Peyton, what was in your mind, what was the biggest key to that win? I mean, I'm sure there were tons of little things that went into you guys knocking off the Bulldogs, but uh, what was the biggest thing in your mind that allowed you guys to pull out that victory? Um, at the beginning of the game, a lot of people, main key players, got in foul trouble, so a lot of the young kids had to step up, and they really stepped up this game. Stepped up on D and got a bunch of stops after stops. Okay. Clayton, turn it over to you. Uh, what was uh, the game plan going into that entire week? Because, I mean, you guys were in a regional where you had – there were there were no buys. I mean, some teams in different regionals, you get a four seed, you're going to get a first-round buy. You guys had to play a quarterfinal, then a semifinal, then a final in about a five-day span. So what was your guys' game plan going into the week, and how do you guys feel like you executed? We just knew that there was, like, no time to, like, mess around, so we had to get to it real fast. And we knew we'd be, like, sore and all kinds of stuff. We were like, we just have to push through that and get the win. 
Yeah, and going into the matchup with St. Teresa, like you guys said, it, it was on your home floor, so that offers a bit of an advantage. But obviously, St. Teresa had had a really, really impressive season at that point. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had a one seed. How did you guys not let that, that one seed uh, mentally overwhelm you guys? How were you guys able to, I guess, push through uh, battling against a team that was projected to win the regional? We just knew anything was possible, and if we played our hearts out, that we'd be able to win that. And that's exactly what we did. Our offense was great, and so was our defense. Our defense was the main key in that game. Talking with two members of the Salt Fork Boys basketball team, Peyton Taylor and Clayton Jarling. The Storm has advanced to a Class 1A sectional semifinal against Ridgeview on uh, Wednesday night over in Schlarman, over at Danville. Uh, Peyton, I'll throw it back to you. You guys played a pretty good regular season schedule. All your losses were really just a handful of teams due to Christian, uh, Georgetown, Milford, Oakwood, Bismarck, all, all of those teams finishing uh, above 500 during the regular season. How, uh, how well battle-tested did you feel like you guys were heading into that regional? Sorry, what was that? Uh, how, how well battle-tested did you guys feel like you were heading into that regional based on how your regular season schedule was? Oh, I think we were pretty pretty prepared. We faced Bismarck, and that really flipped the switch for everything, really. You know, after that, we had a hard practice, and then after we just kept having hard practices after that, that really just flipped our whole season. Sure. And Peyton, uh, do you feel like there was one game during the season that really kind of set you guys on a track for success? Because, I mean, you guys have been uh, above 500, well above 500 pretty much the whole year. But is there one game that you can point to that says, uh, yes, this was uh, the moment everything kind of came together for us? I think it was when we bounced back after losing to Georgetown twice. We We went to their place and pulled out the win. Sure, absolutely. And uh, Clayton, I'll throw it back to you. Uh, Coach Andrew Johnson over there uh, with Salt Fork, obviously uh, a guy who knows his Vermilion County basketball. His roots are deep within that Salt Fork program. What's it like uh, playing for Coach Johnson and his staff, and uh, what has he done to help you guys get to this stage? He gets on us, but it's not anything personal, and that's what he always says. He says, whenever I get on you guys, nothing personal. He just knows that we can play very good and that he wants us at our full potential whenever we do mm-hmm. so i'm it's pretty fun playing with him because it's just energetic he knows what he's doing like you said yeah, and I've, uh, I've talked to Coach Johnson before just about uh, Vermilion County basketball. Like, usually around uh, the Vermilion County tournament time, I'll talk to Coach Johnson because he's, he's so well in tune with uh, the history of that tournament. Does he talk with you guys also about kind of the, the history of Salt Fork basketball, the history of basketball in Catlin and the, the other communities that come together to make Salt Fork and kind of talking about how you guys can be maybe the next chapter in, in that history? Yes, he does. He does all the time. And what what impact does that have on you guys? We're just hoping to be the best that Salt Fork's ever had, and there's only one team that's been past the sectional, the sectionals, and on the super sectional, and that team went on to win state, and we're hoping we can do that also. Absolutely. Uh, Peyton, I'll throw it back to you. I mean, this is a pretty senior-heavy lineup you guys had, so, I mean, from that sense... Guys like yourselves, I guess it was kind of now or never to make a run like this. Just how important is it on your in your senior year, Peyton, to uh, to t- take this basketball team out with at least a regional title and maybe maybe more coming? It's been really important to me because as a kid, my dad's been coaching, so I've been to all the games, watched all the storm grow up, win all the regionals, and that's always been a dream of mine to win a regional. And it means the world to me to actually get it done. Yeah, and uh, Peyton, uh, you you talk about that family bond. I know a lot of folks, especially in Vermilion County, I mean, you got uh, fathers and, and mothers and brothers and sisters and all family members who are playing sports. They come down through the ranks of the, of the high school before you, and you, you get to live up to or try to live up or surpass what they did before you. How much does that uh, drive you guys? Because I'm sure you're not the only one on the team who's got family ties uh, within the community. Yeah. Both my cousins have won a regional, so I really just wanted to get that done and get uh, more than what they did. So, Sure. 
Clayton, uh, moving over to you. Uh, you guys still going here, of course, having to take on Ridgeview, another uh, quality opponent coming up here with a, with a seed a little better than your guys's. But uh, as far as practices ever since the win against St. Teresa, what's the atmosphere been like in the gym? How have you guys been getting ready to keep your season going? We've just been going how we played in games, which you practice how you play, and we've been practicing really hard and working really hard. So hopefully we get that win against them and we can't think that they aren't anything because we know that they're a pretty decent team. Yeah, and uh, you, you kind of led into my next uh, question, Clayton. What have you learned about this Ridgeview team? Uh, what is, uh, what's, uh, you don't have to reveal all the game plan, of course, but uh, how are you guys approaching this matchup? They have, their minds are pretty smart with their basketball IQ, and that's their defense. There's a little bit of health side, so we're hoping to, like, attack that mostly sure and uh i'll ask you guys each uh one more question here before i let you go for the evening peyton uh starting with you uh the community out there i know like i said uh, before i started talking uh, everybody stormed the court after that win against saint Teresa. i mean the the girls basketball team had a nice little surprise run as well making it all the way to a class 1a super sectional uh, i guess uh, how much did maybe that uh, that 1a super sectional run from the girls how much did that maybe push you guys at all did that make you guys want to do something pretty special as well yeah, our whole basketball team was at that game. We rushed the court for them. It, it was a great atmosphere, and we just wanted that to happen to us. So. Sure. And, uh, Clayton, if you guys are able to get by Ridgeview, uh, end up playing for a sectional title, uh, what would that mean to this group right now? And uh, I guess just uh, how are you guys uh, how are you guys approaching the, 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 all the, the nerves and everything, the energy that comes with trying to compete for a sectional title? We're just going to be calm with everything, and that would mean the world to every single player on our team and coaches. We just want to get past that because once we make it to state, we know that we'll be okay. All the pressure is going to be gone. We're going to be like, well, we finally made it. Very good. Peyton Taylor and Clayton Jarling, Salt Fork Boys basketball players. You can see them in action at Schlarman High School over in Danville on Wednesday night as they take on Ridgeview at 7 p.m. in a Class 1A sectional semifinal. Boys, thank you again for taking some time for me, and good luck this week. Thank you. Thank you. It is about 6-11 in downtown Champaign. We're going to take our first break on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. When we come back, we're going to get into one of our three coaching interviews for the night with Paxton buckley Loda, boys basketball coach Adam Schonauer. Stay tuned for that. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 615. We are back at the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas. Last show of the year for us, at least that's the plan right now. Uh, get, uh, talking with Evan Kahn about this, the max number of teams we could have playing from our area after this week is four. Uh, hopefully that is the case. Hopefully we still have uh, the possible four teams playing. Who those four teams could be, uh, tough to tell right now because there's a lot of head-to-head local matchups that are going to take place and could take place. One of those would be in a Class 2A sectional final later this week between Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, and Paxton, Buckley, Loda. Both of those teams, though, would have to win their sectional semifinal games first. Paxton Buckley Load is coming off a pretty big high. I got to go to their game against Tuscola in a regional final on Friday night in Paxton. Both crowds really showed out, and Paxton showed out on the court, uh, really crushing Tuscola. 64 to 33, running clock in the fourth quarter is pretty dominant uh, regional final victory for the Panthers. And uh, Coach Adam Schonauer told me at the time he was a little uh, surprised with exactly how well that played out for his boys. Uh, Coach Schonauer is on the line with us now. Uh, let's see if that uh, that feeling has changed changed it all. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for being part of the show tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, now that you've had some time to let this result settle in, I'm sure you've watched some film from that win against Tuscola. Is it any less, I guess, surprising or shocking how dominant that game was for your boys now that you've had some time to let it settle? Um, I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily shocked with the way we played. I, I was a little bit shocked in how we were able to win and with how much we were able to win by uh, but we came out and, and hit shots early, and our guys just played with a lot of confidence. And we've been playing pretty loose and fast and free this last week. And 
you know, Friday night we just hit shots and we never really stopped playing. Yeah, I mean, you guys came into the postseason on on a little bit of a win streak. I mean, uh, actually, coming into the postseason, you were on a one-game win streak, but now it's at four, or I should say three. I mean, you guys had that loss to Effingham uh, right before the regular season ended. Do you feel like that might have done some good for your guys? I mean, I know you were on a pretty significant win streak before that, but, I mean, did that maybe take some of the pressure off not having to carry this giant win streak into the playoffs? I think it, it helped refocus our guys a little bit uh, a couple games prior to that although we had won them we we hadn't played real well especially on the offensive end it was a little bit of a grind and we weren't shooting the ball well we weren't really sharing the ball as well as we normally do the biggest thing was we got that next week off and we got four good days of practice we got our legs back underneath us and we came out and played really well against Cisna Park and we carried that confidence and that passion and enthusiasm played with over into regionals last week yeah, let's talk a little bit about the the regionals. I mean, you guys uh, breezed past Watsika and then uh, pretty much breezed past Tuscola as well. And the guy at the forefront of that was uh, Trey Van Winkle. I'm pretty sure he's kind of made his all-state candidacy pretty clear, especially after that performance. Would you say he's having an all-state caliber season, in your opinion? Yeah, in my opinion, he, he's an all-state player. I, I don't know which team he would fall into, just comparing stats with other players in the state, but um, one of those feel-good stories, he, he had a good season last year as a junior, averaged about 10 points a game, really invested his offseason in the weight room and in the gym and played with a lot of confidence throughout this whole year. He's really been consistent throughout the ups and downs of the season. And right now he's playing with so much confidence and his teammates are finding him in spots. And he just plays so hard and, and gets open and creates shot for himself in multiple ways. I'm really proud of not only the season he's had, but the work he put into it to have this season. Yeah, and I mean, people might look at his stat line, and especially in that game against Tuscola, they see he hit seven three-pointers, and I mean, some people might just assume, oh, he's a guy who can spot up and hit a three-pointer. But, I mean, I've seen Trey in person several games now this season. Uh, Maybe explain why Trey is more than just a three-point shooter. What makes him such a a good all-around player? Well, he one thing he really developed going into this season is it was a little float floater type shot, and so he does a really he has a really quick first step and he's pretty athletic. He gets off his feet well, um, and so even when he can't get all the way to the rim, he's really consistent from about that five to eight foot range with his little floater shot, which just adds another dimension to his scoring. And like I said, he's got a quick first step, so he gets by guys and he's done a really good job of his body control and finishing at the rim. He's by far our best finisher around the rim. Um, he just seems to kind of hang and glide and play off contact, and he's kind of wiry, um, so he doesn't look like he's that strong, but he is stronger than he looks. Talking with Paxton Buckley, Loda Boys Basketball Coach Adam Schonauer. Uh, let's talk about some of your other guys as well. Uh, I know you have a lot of guys who can kind of be that complimentary second scoring piece uh, on any given night. Drake Schrote and uh, Gavin Coplia, Dalton Busboom. One guy who's really caught my eye, though, is Colton Coy because he can both pound it inside. He's really tough to stop inside, and he can spot up for a three-pointer as well and really thrill the crowd with a big man three-pointer. Uh, how much have you enjoyed uh, – getting to see Colton's development throughout this season. Yeah, he's he's been a pleasure as well. He was one of those kids as a junior high kid and a freshman. You saw the skill set. You saw what he potentially could be. His sophomore year, we had Dalton Busboom and Drake Schroep basically playing varsity the whole time. So he moved into a new role and got a lot of minutes, had to develop some scoring and just some aggressiveness on the offensive end. And they kind of same thing last year. He kind of got lost in the numbers a little bit. He was up and down as a junior. And this year he's just been uh, extremely consistent. His ability to score the ball inside, posting up, as well as handle it on the perimeter and make shots from the outside is one thing that really makes our team go offensively and just provides balance for us. Um, I think teams kind of have to pick a poison on what they want to guard. And that's what we want to be. We want to share the basketball and be difficult to guard and score multiple levels in multiple ways. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we, we can talk about the offense uh, all day, I would think, especially considering how uh, effective you guys were on that end on Friday night. But, I mean, the way you guys have gotten it done through a lot of this season is the defense. When you uh, when you held Tuscola to 39 points in a regular season meeting, uh, it seemed like it couldn't get better than that, and yet you guys held them to 33 in the regional final, and they, they weren't above 30 uh, when all their starters got pulled off the floor late. Uh, I mean, this defense, is there still room for growth with this unit? 
Yeah, absolutely. There, there's still room for growth. Now our guys do a really great job of understanding the defense and they're really not thinking at all. They're just playing and anticipating and reacting what's happening to them. But there's still times that we're slow in rotation. There's times that our closeouts aren't as crisp. Our ball pressure is not great and our traps can be better. And that's where we're still fine-tuning some of that stuff in practice. That's what makes it fun this time of year is although we're playing well and we're playing in the postseason, we're playing for sectionals this week. We still got some room for growth. We still have some coaching to do and some room for improvement. And I think that keeps it exciting as a coaching staff as well as these players that we still see that we can get better. Well, you guys head into the uh, Class 2A sectional semifinal over in Pontiac. You guys play on Wednesday night against an interesting opponent, Joliet Catholic. A seven seed had to play in a regional quarterfinal game, then knocked off top-seeded Prairie Central, beat Mantino in a regional final. I mean, there are seven games under five hundred, to my knowledge, but I'm guessing that doesn't tell the whole story with that team. Uh, what have you learned about Joliet Catholic, and how are you approaching that game? Yeah, I... I think if you look at their record you'd say how is this team in the sectional but if you saw their schedule and the opponents they go against night in and night out up in that area you would understand why as a two-way school their their record wouldn't look great but then they could have some success in the postseason so they've got a guard um, and young that I believe is going to go play college basketball at Wabonzi Valley that really makes things go Um, he's strong he's quick he can shoot the three he does a really good job creating shots for other people and then they've got about five or six guys that all kind of look the same that are six two, six three long kids that can shoot the three ball. They'll post up some. They can get to the basket. And one thing, you know, playing against the caliber teams they played against, they're going to be physical. Um, they're going to be a little more athletic than probably what we are. And so we're going to have to kind of negate some of that stuff with our attention to the detail and, and focusing on the little things and try and make up for some of those things that physically we can't account for. And uh, I know you are not going to be one to look ahead. you got to focus on the task at hand. But us media types, we always love to look ahead. We can't we can't help ourselves. And uh, there could be that sectional final matchup that I uh, mentioned at the top between you guys and Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin. I mean, you guys have played a pretty challenging schedule. I would say uh, adding an undefeated team to that ledger would be uh, a pretty pretty significant step as well. Uh, have you thought put any thought toward that matchup and what it would be like to, to possibly take them? on no I mean I really haven't thought about it. I've had some people mention to me and I think the neat thing about that would be is when you get into two-way you get so much um what it would just be neat because you'd have two communities that really support their programs that have had successful seasons and that's kind of what always drew me to high school basketball is those big Friday night games with the pack gym where all the town comes out and watches and supports the kids and I think that would be the neat part if we were to play against them is You'd get that old school packed house with both towns are empty for a Friday night because they're all supporting the basketball team. Paxton Buckley, Loda Boys coach Adam Schoenauer. Adam, thanks again for making some time, and good luck to the boys this week. All right, thank you very much. It's about 625 on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. We are going to talk to Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, boys basketball coach Gary Tidwell a little later in the night. But after we come back from this next break, we are going to dive into some Class 3A postseason basketball with Muhammad Seymour coach Ryan Bosch. Stay tuned for that. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. 628. We're in the middle of that power pack three-hour hoops talk lineup. Got uh, Brad Underwood, newly extended Brad Underwood, coming up next at Papa Dell's. Trying to get his team uh, a better seed in the Big Ten tournament so Scott Ritchie can write uh, not on such a tight deadline. I think how that's about, the goal. How about having two days off that tournament? That's pretty that cool. That would be pretty nice. All right, I was trying to help old Colin Likas out because you're working like a dog here lately. So I went out and did some scouting last week right. for you. I went to the Central Proviso East game. Yeah, that was a 89-81 Great final game. score. Lyman Larson, the, the manager, yeah, the four-year awesome. four manager for the Maroons, got, you know, he came out in a suit and tie. Yeah, as he always does. I went with Gus, so he was scouting this out. And he, Gus says, dog gone, he's not going to play. But then at warm-ups, he, he sprinted out in uh, full warm-up. Yeah. Got in for the last 30 seconds or so. Had a shot taken away by a, a, a reach-in foul. Oh. It took away his layup. Man, that's, that's <laughs> How cruel. How about that? That's, uh, that's cold. But he got to shoot some free throws. But he had, he, the best part was him flipping the, you know, they add up the win total yep, every right. after every win at Combs Gym, and he climbed the ladder. 
why the, the bleacher bums were going nuts. Cool moment for a longtime manager of the program who is the most fired up person on that bench. No offense to any of the, the other players, but mm-hmm. he's the most fired up person on that bench night in and night out. Love those stories, especially on the last home games. So you see that a lot of times they'll let the you know the manager plays or, mm-hmm. or somebody who's done right. so much for the program but hasn't played and get that chance to, to do it. It was neat to see. Yeah, and Central uh, back in action tonight against Rantoul, as Jim said at the top of the show. Uh, Central's going to have to win three games in a week, in, or in five days really, in order to win a regional title this year. All right, Matt. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll dive into this a little later in the show, but they have uh, a major player back in their lineup, Isaiah Jackson. Yeah. It's an he interesting wrinkle. Returned with a few games left in the regular season. He was a regular. He was a regular last season for the regional title team, right. and then uh, left the team for a spell uh, this season. But boy, he looked good Friday night. Sure, yeah, he's got to get back into basketball shape. I would imagine oh, he's there. A, a well uh, well known baseball player in the area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he definitely makes the Maroons better. Uh, now you got that kind of uh, again, not to take away from anyone not named Khalil Terry and Price Punkay, but uh, Isaiah's got that athleticism that, that, that that's a pretty vaunted three there, and that'll be a tough three to stop in the regional in the first if they can get by Ran, uh, Rantoul tonight. The first team that gets a chance to try and stop Champaign Central is Muhammad Seymour. They come in with the number two seed in the Class 3A Rantoul Regional, do the Bulldogs, and their head coach Ryan Bosch has them playing at a pretty high level right now the Bulldogs are on a nine game win streak entering their regional semifinal game against Central Orantool glad to be joined now by coach Ryan Bosch Ryan thank you for making some time for us tonight no problem thanks for having me guys appreciate the scouting report there <laughs> uh, uh, no comment uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame that all on Jim anyway uh, but you guys I mean uh, you, you face a really tough Lincoln team which uh, of course has the number one seed in the subsectional but uh, the, you guys wouldn't see them until a sectional final you face them back on January 31st uh, lost that game and since then I mean it's been you know you guys have been pretty much unstoppable with nine consecutive wins I mean just how much confidence is this this team carrying into the playoffs. Well, you know, I think they're I think they're really believing um, what we're saying to them. They're they're playing with a lot of confidence right now and at a high ability, um, and, and so it's fun to watch. You know, they're they're playing as a team and sharing the ball, and they've they've been really coachable during this stretch. Obviously, the winning helps with that. So um, we're just uh, we're just fortunate we've been able to keep the momentum going and hopefully can carry it over into uh into tomorrow night yeah and uh, how did you guys feel about the the way the seeding went down i mean obviously it's nice to get uh, the best seed in a regional uh especially a loaded regional like that one is so how'd you guys feel about getting that two seed um you know it's it's one of those things where you kind of know where lincoln's gonna fall just as as good a season they've had and honestly uh the rest of us probably could have tossed our names in a hat and pulled them out to figure it out. I mean, um, you know, Centennial's obviously playing really well. Central, as you guys were alluding to, has been playing some really good basketball here lately. It's it's going to be a hard one to win, and uh, the last thing that we need is, like, a target on our back right now. So uh, we're not giving it back. We're certainly happy to be the two seed, but, but we know that on any given night, you know, anybody can lose, and everybody's kind of starting out zero and zero right now. Well, uh, if you guys uh, want to win that regional title, obviously you do, but you'll have to get through some Big 12 teams, very very likely two Big 12 teams to, to accomplish that. It would likely be Champaign Central first and then either Urbana or Centennial later. And you guys have played well against the Big 12. Uh, one of your big wins was against Normal Community. Then you guys beat Urbana pretty soundly uh, at home. I mean, having this success this season against Big 12 conference teams, uh, how much does that help your guys going into this Big 12-loaded uh, field? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it certainly helps. We, we've always tried to get as many um, Big 12 opponents on our non-conference schedule as we can just because it's such a great league. It's got so many good athletes, got really good coaches, and, and you know what you're going to get there. You're going to get tested every night, um, and you're going to have to bring bring your A game uh, to get out of there with a win. And so um, hopefully it's prepared us for a moment like this where – yeah, you've got to go through basically three Big 12 teams and, and then Rantoul there uh, to try and get out of this thing. So um, hopefully it's prepped us a little bit. Um, we have not seen Central um, mm-hmm. in person, so that'll be kind of the one unfamiliar foe for us um, where we to match up with them tomorrow. But 
everybody else, you know, we, we feel like we've at least seen a little bit of what they're capable of. So Right, yeah, you guys have faced you faced Centennial all the way back in the first game of the regular season and obviously yeah. teams change a lot from then to now, but yeah, yeah. you guys faced Rantoul and Urbana within uh, the last month as well, as you said. Uh, but uh, yeah, just talking about the way uh, I guess the IHSA reclassification coming into this year, Evan Kahn and I were talking about uh, if you guys had an enrollment to maybe drop into the very top of Class 2A, obviously that did not happen. But just uh, the way this has kind of changed this year, adding Centennial, and I know Danville's not in your guys' regional, but uh, in the same subsectional, mm-hmm. uh, what's it like to have all these these local teams kind of added in and kind of uh, shaking up the regional pool in 3A, I guess? It's... Uh, it, it... It, it's tough. I mean, I, yeah, there, there's, there's no, uh, there's no hiding it. Like we've got some really good schools that have kind of been on the bubble here and gone back and forth between 3A and then they, they'd gone up to 4A there for a little bit and uh, then coming back down is, is going to make it uh, tough and, and whoever is able to make it out is going to have certainly earned uh, a regional ch- championship because, because there's a lot of good teams here and, um, you know, Centennial being with us is um, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Just playing them so early in the season, and just like what, how differently. Uh, honestly, both of us are probably playing mm-hmm. now uh, from that time. And so, um, you know, 37 wins I think between the two programs mm-hmm. uh, when it's all said and done. And to think back, like um, you, you know, they beat us at their place and and pretty convincingly. But I think you know our kids would tell you we did not play very well that game and and we'd certainly uh appreciate another shot at him if we were given the opportunity talking with muhammad seymour boys coach ryan bosch uh whenever we talk or whenever you talk with matt daniels i know grant coleman is a guy who who comes up and rightfully so being a a wisconsin milwaukee uh commit i mean i know he's not the only senior on this team but just how much have you seen his motivation climb as you guys have gone on this winning streak and now knowing this is kind of his last shot to, to go out and get some ihsa hardware yeah i mean he's definitely um playing you know like a man possessed some nights where you can just see it in his eyes that he's not going to let us lose and um you know that's what seniors do and um Grant's no different. I mean, he, he's found ways to, to help us win games. Obviously, the scoring stands out, and, and that's one of the roles he fills for us. But um, defensively, he's made plays on the glass. He's been a huge problem for other teams. And so, um, you, you know, he's playing at a really high level right now, as are the, all the seniors. Um, and it's it's kind of that time of year where you, you – call their number and you say you know it's it's your time and um it's just been nice to see them all respond and uh especially lately it's been grant and then another big guy a younger big guy luke kohler been putting in a lot of points but uh, i know in your emails you send into us with box scores you always uh, try to highlight those kids who maybe didn't put up you know a ton of points but still really impacted the game in other ways and cole laner to me is one of those guys who uh comes up a lot in that discussion whether it be assists or rebounds or steals what yeah. have you how important is he to what you guys are doing right now when you're playing well Oh, I, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's hard to put into words. We were kind of talking about that at practice tonight. Cole is um, the heart and soul of our team in a lot of ways. He is our defensive identity. And, um, you know, I, I can't necessarily always quantify it to, to other coaches or to you guys, um, but just what he allows us to do on the defensive side of the ball um, with what he takes away from the other team has really made us dynamic. And, um, you know, I can't tell you how many times he's flirted kind of with a triple double this year. Um, and he's not a, he's not a shoot first kid and never has been and never will be. Um, but his ability to share the ball with his teammates and make plays and then for, for his size, his heart on the glass and his ability to rebound in traffic um, amongst the trees has just been, it's been really superb. So he's, he's been a huge key in our success and um, we're going to need him to come up big, obviously tomorrow night too, because we'll have our hands full with central. And uh, you got, we, we, we've been talking about just the challenges that uh, are coming, could be coming in this field. If you guys are able to come out on Friday, win a regional championship, keep this season going an extra week at least, what would it mean to this group of guys? Well, I think it'd mean a lot. I mean, they, they've worked so hard. They, um, 
you know, last year the seniors, um, I think were were pretty hurt uh, at our record, and we certainly felt like we had let, let some games slip away. And you know, the program had won 20 games for I think we were on a four-year streak, and for last year to go the way it did, I think they took it personally, and they've responded and and returned to that that high watermark and and so now they'd like to continue some of the postseason successes that the groups behind before them have had as well and um i think it would mean a, a great deal and you you watch kids work so hard for their goals you want to see them achieve them and so i know that they they've wanted that for a long time and, and you hope they get to have that moment ryan bosch Mohammed seymour boys basketball coach ryan thanks again for joining us tonight uh good yeah. luck to your boys out there in rantoul this week Appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. 640 in downtown Champaign, Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. Going to take its final break of the 2020 season. When we come back, we hope to be joined by Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin boys coach Gary Tidwell. And we'll uh, Jim and I will talk more about the Class 1A, 2A, and 3A postseason as it pertains to the locals. 643, Jim Ross with Colin. Like is Colin, why are they back in Rantoul, by the way? Why are they yeah, back in Rantoul? they just played the regional there last year. Well, I mean, you, you apply to host, and if the IHSA decides that you should be a host, then there, there's a story for the future. Let's figure okay. out how the IHSA determines hosts for postseason assignments. Because what the heck is Combs Jim doing right now? All right. <laughs> you know, or, sometimes... Or, uh, Oscar uh, Adams. Sometimes, especially when you get to sectional and super sectional time, you're always wondering, man, these schools are driving two and a half, three hours to get to mm-hmm. a game. Why is it being held there? Maybe that's a story for the future. Tell you what, I love Rantoul's gym, though. Uh, when yep. it's packed and crowded like it will be this week. Yep. Great place to watch. Yeah, Rentoul's had a tough season, so it'll be nice uh, to get some some high level. No offense to the Eagles, get some high level basketball in there. Though mm-hmm. watch some some uh, really quality basketball. If the Eagles are able to pull off an upset tonight, too, I know their fans would be pretty pretty thrilled. All right, hey, spring sports started today, Colin. Like us? Yeah, right. I mean, uh, indoor track's been going on for a couple weeks. That doesn't yeah, count. They, oh, you All don't right. tell the you don't tell the track families that for spring. You don't tell the you don't tell the families. Yeah, baseball and softball practices started though. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of teams that are really excited about their chances. Uh, talked with uh, your your camera guy, Champagne Central. Okay, Floyd. Yep. Floyd Fisher told me the Villa Grove girls softball always good going to be pretty good this year. Always good, yeah. Villa Grove that stems from that uh, those youth programs. Mm-hmm. Certain high schools just have it going on, especially those smaller towns. When you keep those kids together and you make mm-hmm. them work out in the off season, they're going to be good by the time you get to high school. That's true. One of those uh, smaller communities you're talking about, or at least uh, a conglomeration of small communities, Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin. Their boys basketball team is uh, is undefeated. Still, uh, and they're going to have to continue to be if they want to keep playing in the postseason. The Blue Devils are 32-0 and going into Tuesday's sectional semifinal in Pontiac against Cole City, set for a 7 p.m. tip-off. Joined now by Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, Coach Gary Tidwell. Gary, thank you so much for being part of our show this week. It's glad to glad to have me. Thank you, Colin. Yeah, of course. Me on. Of course. Well, uh, you guys got the job done. I know the win against Oakwood in the regional semifinal uh, wasn't your guys' best effort. You came back, really buckled down defensively, held St. Joseph Ogden to 28 points in the regional final. Uh, how proud are you, were you of the guys, the way they bounced back two days after kind of a just uh, not really that inspiring of a win against Oakwood to really shut down St. Joe the way they did? Well, they really persevered just throughout the uh, two games of the tournament. So, yeah, I was really proud of them because we were in situations that we hadn't been in in all year. You know, we uh, never really trailed uh, throughout the course of the year. And I think there was a couple games where it was close uh, early in the fourth quarter. But to be down at halftime for both of those games and to have our guys keep their composure, that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, thirty-two and zero. Regardless of who you're playing, that's a that's a record that I mean nobody can take away from you. And I mean, just uh, I I know we talked about it recently, but for folks who maybe didn't read the story we wrote about you guys last week, or maybe you haven't been following your program as closely, uh, what is it taken to get to this thirty-two and zero mark for this group? Well, just a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, we've got a veteran group. Uh, we've got an all-state point guard and Drew Reifstack. Uh, you know, that's been playing for us for four years. And, you know, he's a stat sheet stuffer, really. I mean, he he does it all. And he's just a, a unique uh, player and that he has the ability to dominate a game without even, even scoring. And I just think we've got a lot of players around him that complement him well. 
And, um, you know, as I mentioned before, he uh, went down last season. Uh, he was out for about a third of the year with a broken hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had uh, other guys that had to step in and play and just gain valuable experience during that time. And I think as a result of that, it, it paid off, and they're playing with a lot of confidence. And, you know, I think uh, if a lot of these guys were on any other team, I think they, uh, you know, they would be a spotlight player for sure. But, you know, Drew kind of takes that away a little bit with his abilities. But uh, we've got, you know, four or five other guys that are that are really solid that have had exceptional years as well. Well, uh, Matt Daniels, I know, covered that game for us on Friday night against St. Joseph Ogden. He relayed to me just uh, how, how wild the atmosphere was there. It was like uh, all the communities, the entire communities in the BHRA uh, cooperative came out to support the team. Uh, what was that like for your guys getting to play in that uh, atmosphere, and how do you feel like they handled it? It was really awesome, to be honest with you. It's the first time I think they've been a part of a standing room only environment. And, uh, you know, during the conference season and regular season, it's kind of didn't mess with the crowd. But, you know, just the build up and the anticipation, you know, and just being a part of a, a championship opportunity was just uh, great for them. And our fans did a great job coming out and supporting us. And so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think the adrenaline was flowing for them for sure. And then uh, just, the enthusiasm from the crowd right from the get-go on the opening tip. You know, I think uh, both cheering sections really did an excellent job in supporting their team, and and uh, that's that's what it's about. And it was just a, a lot of fun, and uh, so certainly motivates our players uh, going on to the next round, and hopefully we'll see another following like that. Talking with Bismarck Henning, Rossville Alvin boys coach Gary Tidwell. Uh, you mentioned having an all-state caliber player in uh, Drew Reifsteck. Uh, for for folks who again maybe have not seen Drew play, uh, maybe haven't had the opportunity to, don't know what all he brings to the table to impact a game. Why is Drew Reifstek an All-State caliber player in your mind? Well, he's about five nine, and he's just um, he's just an explosive point guard with a different motor. I mean, he can just turn up the speed at, a, at another level and uh, has the ability to play above the rim. So he's one of our leading rebounders as well, and. Just uh, from a physical standpoint, he's just he's really hard to guard, and I think teams have really struggled with that. And and when they do uh, really help and try to contain on him, we have other guys that are able to step up. And, you know, Elijah Tidwell has been one of them, along with uh, Kai Stanford and Avery McConkey. Um, you know, and it just kind of feeds right into the strength of our team, really. And um, and not only that, but he's just he's great defensively as well. We usually put him on our on the other team's best uh, best player, and uh, just uh, leads uh, probably the area. I know we didn't do the area stats uh, this year, but he, I would say that he was a leading um, candidate for for steals and assists as well. So he really you know just dominates um, every uh, category in the game really, and he's just humble and unselfish, and just has a great team spirit about him and uh, just has a huge impact on our team. Yeah, you mentioned some of those other guys as well around him who have really allowed him to thrive and who he's allowed to thrive as well. Uh, A couple other names I wanted to throw in there, some post-presence guys and some younger guys on that team, Mason Hackman and Brett Meidel. I'll assume Brett is uh, Emily's younger sister. I don't think that's a a far Mm -hmm. reach, really. But uh, uh, those two guys, I mean, I was impressed uh, when I I was at the game against Oakwood, the regional final. I was impressed with what they brought to the table, uh, even if they weren't on the court quite as long as maybe some of their other teammates. How have they been able to integrate so well into your system so early in their high school careers well with mason mason's really been a surprise for us and uh, he's just he's been consistent all year long and he's kind of filled that uh, post-present role that we um, haven't really had in the last uh, couple years and uh, just doesn't try to force the issue just plays his role um, on the team and uh, you know gives us a scoring threat and presence inside but also defensively is able to alter uh, shots and and contest at the rim and you know the thing that makes him unique as well is he's able to guard every every position uh, he's used to playing the guard position as you know in junior high and as a freshman but this year we kind of put him in a in a different position and he's just handled it really well and you know he's a hard worker you know he's he's committed and you know he's uh he plays uh, football as well and had a great year there and spent a lot of time in the weight room so physically even though he's a sophomore, I think uh, he's, he's kind of had out of the game. And then uh, Mydell, uh, just a gifted gifted athlete, uh, just you know fits kind of that athletic profile of being six two and 
you know, long arms and just a high basketball IQ. Um, and really as of late, he's the second half of the season, he's, he's really come on and uh, keeps his composure really well as a freshman. And um, he and Mason both uh, were really key in that, uh, in that first game uh, in the regional uh, against Oakwood. Uh, both of them just made some big plays, uh, Mason defensively and uh, Brad on the on the board. So, yeah, it, it's uh, we got a promising future, that's for sure. Well, uh, let's look ahead to the, the future in terms of the sectional semifinal with Cole City. I know, at least in my mind, when I think of Cole City, I think of the, the really strong wrestling program they've had there, especially over the last few years. So what have you learned about them as a basketball program, and uh, what's the uh, take me through some of the game plan uh, going into that matchup with the Colers. Well, I've looked at uh, some video, three or four videos of them already, and just from talking to other coaches, they've uh, historically had a rich uh, athletic program, and, and basketball really hasn't been that successful in the, in the postseason. And I think they're more known for, like you said, wrestling, football, and baseball. But uh, they've got a, a veteran team this year of uh, seniors. Uh, they go about six or seven deep. Uh, they look like a, a bunch of linebackers, really, <laughs> when they step <laughs> on the floor. There's four or five of them that are just, they're huge. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's two other guys that uh, I think are baseball kids that are, that are long at 6'4 and 6'5. So athletically, you know, they're going to they're gonna be a challenge for sure. And, you know, they're, they're streaky three-point shooters. I think that's one of their, their strengths. If you leave, leave them open, they're going to they're gonna make you pay. But I think, uh, you know, the other strength is just offensive rebounding. You know, they're so big and strong and, and athletic uh, that when the shot goes up, it's, uh, you know, it's difficult to, to rebound against them. So, you know, we're going to have to defend and guard the, guard the perimeter and uh, definitely uh, make sure we're blocking, blocking out and, and uh, doing a good job on the boards. But, you know, hopefully the, our strength would be quickness and speed. And you know, so I think that's an area where they, they would probably struggle. So it'll be an interesting matchup. Well, uh, I know uh, I asked Adam Schoenauer about this Paxton Buckley Loda boys coach earlier in the show tonight. I know you have to focus on Cole City right now, but as media types, we always like to look ahead, and there's that possibility of Bismarck against Paxton for a sectional championship, and I feel like that would be a pretty pretty fun matchup. I mean, just mm-hmm. uh, w- what are your thoughts on that? What, How much fun would it be to have your boys face off against that Paxton team for a sectional championship? Well, it, it's it would be great for the fans. That's that's for sure. You know, I'm not sure if the coaches would enjoy it, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think we're very very similar in our style and the way we play and our personnel. You know, if you if you line our our lineup uh, next to each other, it's it's very similar. And uh, so yeah, if we uh, if we end up uh, you know facing those guys in the in the re- in the sectional championship, it'll it'll be an awesome, awesome game for sure. And, um, but, you know, regardless at this level, you know, any time you get to the sectional, you know, it's, it's always tough to win a regional, you know, especially at St. Joe on the road, like, like we did. And so, you know, we just, we want to have some fun. We want to compete and just take it a game at a time. And so our focus right now is on Cole city, but no doubt that'd be a great, great matchup on Friday as well. Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, boys coach Gary Tidwell. Gary, thanks again for making the time, and good luck to the boys over in Pontiac this week. I appreciate it, Colin. Thanks for having me on. Always loving Gary Tidwell's thoughts. I was sitting next to uh, Vermilion County uh, product on Friday night yep. following Matt's coverage of the Bismarck-St. Joe game on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I told him, hey, Bismarck's down 19-14 at half. He said, uh, you just watch because those <laughs> Bismarck kids have a – certain uh, tenacity and toughness and uh, resiliency, and he was right. Yeah, and being down 19-14 at half, that means they gave up nine points the rest of the yeah. way, which is a pretty ridiculous uh, defensive uh, defensive output, especially considering St. Joe has kids like Chance Izzard and Ty Pence who can really fill up the baskets on any given night. So, yeah, congrats to Bismarck. Their undefeated season continues at least into a sectional semifinal. Uh, we'll see how long they can keep it going. That's crazy that they're unbeaten. You mm-hmm. know, you always hear in the college ranks about the Hoosiers of '76 and right. how uh, you know how hard it is to finish off a perfect season, yep. and to think uh, even getting past St. Joe on a Friday night on their home court. Mm-hmm to stay perfect is a pretty cool thing yeah there was a chance they were going to have to play pontiac on their home floor as well uh because that was the the original final matchup cole city against pontiac it didn't work out that way but yeah like when you think about it obviously uh, it's a different scenario but even those schlarman girls teams the last few years none of those teams were undefeated either i mean those teams had one or two losses as well so that shows you just how tough it is to to go undefeated for 
any stretch of a season, especially for 32 consecutive games. See if they can make it 33 on uh, Tuesday night. All right, it's never been done. Wow. That too. It's that was ne- surprising. It's never been done uh, in the area, a team finishing off a perfect season. Yeah, Matt Daniels looked into that. I think the last one kind of close to us was Taylorville. I can't remember right. exactly when he said that was, but it wasn't recent. So, Okay, Colin, where can your fans find you the rest of the way? I'm going to be in Rantoul a lot. Uh, okay. At least that's the plan. Uh, I can't go tonight, obviously, because the game starts at 7 between Central and Rantoul, and the show ends at 7, so that would be a pretty quick turnaround. Rantoul is close, but it's not that close. Um, planning on being there for the semifinal games, though. As far as the championship game, we'll see, because especially if Bismarck and Paxton wind up facing each other for a sectional championship, even though it's about an hour north in Pontiac, uh, that, that's a matchup I don't think I could miss out on. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep an eye on that. But at least early in the week, Rantoul is the stop for Okay, me. I'm not going to let you go without putting you on the spot, of course. You I want need predictions some, or what? No, I need some player of the year uh, top three guys. Guys? Boys. See, yeah. boys, it's Come so on. tough this you, year. You can't jump off. You have to give me some answers. I don't here. have to. I mean, Greg Coleman has to be one, right? Muhammad right. Seymour, he's led the team to a 20-10 and 10 record. All right. Division one recruit, soon to be signee. I mean, that's pretty significant, I would think. Fair enough. Uh, it's hard to say. I, I'm thinking a lot of big school. Obviously, Drew Reifsteck from Bismarck, mm-hmm. deserving of some mention there. Trey Van Winkle from Paxton, deserving of some mention. When you put up almost 30 points in a regional championship game, you're, you're pretty legit, I would say. Um, yeah, from from like a Champagne Central type team, uh, we could talk about somebody like Price Punkay mm-hmm. or Julio Terry, but it seems like it's been more, not to say it's not been a collaborative effort with those other teams, but I think it's been a little more balanced with the, with the team like Central. Yeah, as boys, with the girls this year, there are so many girls who just stood out mm-hmm. so far from the rest of the pack. With the boys, it hasn't been like that, which I think is good because it means there's going to be a lot of deserving candidates, and uh, I think postseason run may be a big determining factor. Can't wait. Hey, Colin, this has been a great season of radio. I appreciate all your hard work. Yep. Uh, looking forward to your continued coverage all the way through the uh, state finals. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you next fall. Yeah, that's going to wrap up this season of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you, Matt Daniels, for a week for filling in everybody's fine work on this show here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. The music on the anniversary of the passing of the notorious B.I.G. as we send you down to Papa Dell's for the Coach Brad Underwood show. We'll talk to you later.